Welcome to the Get Your Own Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Get Your Own Podcast. I'm your host, Rocco DeVito Jr. from Burner and Productions. And today, uh, my guest is Kiki Pertessis from the Little Owl Spa. Kiki. Hi, Rocco. Hi. Thanks for coming on today. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So, Kiki, you and I always have phenomenal conversations about, like it's ridiculous. about like... business, <laughs> about our life. Um, so I'm hoping today that you're going to share all that knowledge with I'm our ready. listeners. So let's just start it off right off the bat. What got you started in the field? So I think I had this knack for healing arts since I was little. I used to literally ask my parents to massage them um, when I was in elementary school, so as young as like first, second grade. Um, and I didn't really excel academically, like in, in school growing up. It was like always a struggle, math, you know, sciences and things like that. English I always did well in, but everything else was kind of a struggle. Um, when I got out of high school, I went to Duchess, could not find anything I really wanted to do. I did very well, but I, it, it didn't get my heart going. And someone had mentioned the Hudson Valley School Massage Therapy had opened up in Highland, and I was like, I'm in. I just had this calling for it. Uh, That was in 2003. And the moment I started massage therapy school, my career just blew up right from that start since 2003. And did you work for somebody else? Did you just go straight into I think I was born an entrepreneur. Um, I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. I think even my Greek-American history... You know, uh, Greeks, when they came here uh, to the United States, they all started to open businesses. And I think I just have that in me. You know, I've seen my family do it. Um, my grandparents do it. So it was very organic for me to want to have a business. So as soon as I graduated uh, with my massage license, I worked in a spa. Um, but I also started my own business, and it was called Miss Bliss, where I did uh, traveling to homes, um, massage therapy work at that time. Wow, right out of the gate. I love it. Right out of the gate. I just started it. Yep, made brochures, uh, created a uh, DBA at the time, doing business as uh, Miss Bliss. And I you know, went full full force into it in 2003. So that's going to lead us to our next question was, uh, what was your first client experience like? Was it yours or was it at the spa? So it's, it's interesting. So when I was in massage therapy school, I immediately built a clientele in clinic. So your last, I think, uh, three months of school, you have to actually practice on uh, clients that come and pay a half price for a massage. And I became the most requested massage therapist uh, in school. So I was like literally working on six clients a day in clinic. And one of the clients that was coming in said, um, you know, you're like the best massage therapist I ever had. Would you be able to come to my house once you're out of, out of here? And I was like, yep. And she's like, I'll pay you double, you know. And I said, yeah. And I realized, okay, I can do this. I can, you know, start this business, word of mouth. And so that's what I did. I worked part-time at a spa um, that was in Hopewell called Ambiance. But I also had my own clientele. And that grew so quick that I quit that job. And I started doing my own business then. Wow. So so that kind of answers that same question, actually, of the when did you decide to do your own business? I mean, I think... I, I want to say also that when I did work at that ambiance day spa first, it gave me experience to skincare, which is why I went to a set of school after that. So that was my door into the other field of being in a spa. 
and seeing that, okay, massage therapy is great, but it's exhausting. It's a lot of physical labor. And my boss at the time, um, she like threw me in doing a facial. I was like, I need you to do this facial. Like we had like a, someone didn't show up. I need you to do it. And I'm like, okay. And I did it and I absolutely loved it. And what happened was when the client left, she said, I want to rebook with Kiki for another facial. And I was like, because <laughs> I wasn't licensed or trained. Wow. And my boss said, you better get to school and get a license. So I did. I immediately went to school. And then that's how I got both licenses in the same year. So I, I did massage therapy, completed it in 2000, uh, 2002. And then I went to school in 2002 and completed both by 2003. So by 2003, you were full licensed? Licensed in aesthetics and massage therapy. Wow. And working with clientele and making good money. That's incredible. Yeah, I did very, very well from the start. So. I think, you know, when you really love what you're doing, it, it grows, right? I mean, when absolutely. You put, like when you really like it, and I, f I feel like I found my knack. You know, I was like, oh my God, I love this. I love this. I love this entire thing. I love, you know, working in a spa and I love having my own business. It was just like, it was perfect. It was perfect from so, the start. So when you worked at the spa and got um, both licenses. Yeah. When did you start? Because now you're going home to home doing massage massages, but yep. when did you start doing skins, and how did you start doing the skins? So I started. I became an assistant. You mean like skincare? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I did the skincare only in the spa, but then I I ended up buying like a travel steamer, mm -hmm. and um, I don't know if you remember this, um, like little caboodles of like when like back in the '90s, those little like kits that you could put like your makeup in when you were younger. Yeah, I did. Um, I don't know if you have a sister who had that or something, but. Um, I got one of those, put the products in there, and I would just literally go like to the houses and do this. Um, and I started getting clientele in Westchester um, and in Queens, and that was more uh, better price, you know, uh, margins there. So I ended up moving to Long Island mm. and started building a clientele there. Um, and then, you know, that is like kind of like where I made my most. So, uh, and what year was that? Um, when was I in Long Island? Uh, I think from 2004 to 2006. So in 2004, 2006, what was your, how were you getting clients? Word of mouth. It was all word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. That's great. Yeah. That's it just, it just grew very quickly. I mean, I, it, and I, I feel like I should say that a lot of it is because I have a big mouth too. <laughs> <laughs> Like everywhere I'm, I'm like, I do massage, but we come to your house. You know, I was, I'm very social yeah, and outgoing so that like, I just wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> so I kind of like would get clientele that way. Yeah. Your best, your, your own marketer. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So let's see. Um, you're in Long Island starting this business. Uh, clients are growing. What, what, where'd you go from there? That's a really good question. So I did take a little hiatus and I moved to Mexico City for four years um, from 2004 to 2000. Um, so I was, okay, so I was probably in Long Island from 2003 to 2004. And then I, I went to uh, to Mexico in 2004 to 2008. And you practiced massage and skin in Mexico? I ended up studying. I was studying um, a Chinese healing art called Jin and Qigong and uh, meditation, mind-body connection. Um, and the healing arts, I started instructing it and teaching it with my ex-boyfriend at the time, who was the master Chin uh, and professor in Mexico City. It's like the Deepak Chopra of Mexico City. That's who I was dating so and living with. So uh, we, we had traveled all over Mexico, and we shared that system. Um, 
And I would do massage on the side for here and there for people, but I was mostly focusing on that for those four years. And then we went to China, and, and I studied a lot in China, um, doing meditation and the healing arts there. I'm learning so much about you, right? Yeah, now. that was amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, and that that's actually I, I attribute a lot of my success to the, that those years because I learned um, I learned how to use your mind well and how to think well, and that has brought me so much success that it's unreal wow so you're in china um doing a major major like like major physical exercise mental exercise uh we would get up at literally 4 30 in the morning head to the local park in beijing and uh practice jin and qigong for uh four hours straight wow what brought you back to where you know, so fast forward, how long were you in China for? So, yeah, so what brought me, what brought me into the system um, in general, and this is kind of like, I'm kind of jumping here. Um, I had, I had some chronic illnesses that I was struggling with during uh, those times, even when I was working in, you know, from 2002 in school and all that, I had chronic migraines, chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, anorexia, and uh, depression. And um, I had taken the course to help myself, to get help so that I could, you know, better serve others because I was in the healing world and I felt like, how can I heal other people if I'm struggling myself? So a very, my mentor, my spiritual mentor, um, whose name is Tara, she passed away, but she's, uh, she was my spiritual mentor and she got me a, a seat in that class um, with Eduardo, who was my, who's the man I'm talking about that taught that workshop. And the moment I took that class, it changed my life and it changed my mindset, changed my physical health, my mental health. Uh, my emotional health, my spiritual health. And then I was so full of goodness that I, uh, I, it, it just, I did very well from that point on. I mean, I, I still struggled with depression and uh, I had like a very low point there. And that's what brought me back to the States in, in 2008. And that's when like, I feel like that's when my whole, my whole life just changed and like took off. I was like, I felt I had my aha moment and it, it just took off from there. Yeah, I would say around '08 was when my life changed as well. Yeah, I wonder if it was uh, something in that. I don't know. I think I think uh, I don't know because I started Burn to Earn in '09, so I was making films with a group, Send Three Productions, and at you know at that time we were making films for years, and then we just kind of started parting ways. One one of them moved to Portland. The Brandon, Brandon moved to Portland. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, crazy. I was making, <laughs> yeah, we know the same, similar person, Brandon. Uh, and I was making films of Brandon for that whole, from 04 to about 08, for about four years, me, him, and Paul, and Damon. And uh, then Brandon moved to Portland, and <clears throat> I forgot what it was. I had friends that moved back from Florida, and um, Paul was going somewhere else with send three. So we all, it was a great time to, to, you know, everybody just do their own thing. So I had started burn Earn productions around 2008, 2009. I, I got the DBA in 09. So I got my DBA in 09. That's see. That's For the amazing. while. That's crazy. That's great. That's funny. So, Oh wait, you're back <clears throat> here and you're making this life change. Right. And what I love about, what you were talking about is that I, th I feel like you do have to spend time and get your mind right mm -hmm. before 
You're ready. Yeah, to I, mean, make I those was successful. I mean, when I was in Long Island, when, and I when I right out of school, I really was very. I immediately got a clientele. I was doing very well financially, but I wasn't well. Mm-hmm. I wasn't well, and the work that I'm doing, your 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 intention, your your health, you're sharing it because it's so intimate. The work, mm-hmm. you know, you're 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 in an intimate space. You're sharing energies. You're sharing, you know, and there's. I didn't feel responsible. Like I was a heavy smoker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I stunk of cigarettes all the time. I was exhausted. You know, I was I I was really having a hard time doing the work because I couldn't keep up with the labor because I wasn't well. Mm-hmm. So it was I was re- reaching a roadblock um, because of my health, and that's when I had to get help. Yeah. So you and, and now it's brought me so much, so many blessings. Like that period of time, literally, is what like when you know when I talk about my success now, I always go back to that because it's where I found myself. That's how I found myself. I yeah. knew what my worth and my value is. I got strong, and I was able to make like clear decisions on what I wanted. You know know who I am uh, and know what I wouldn't stand for. And that, you know, having that, um, having that goal, like very clear, made me be able to get it. Yeah. I think it's, it's really important when you find yourself. When I, I, it's funny because I probably found myself around the same time that you found yourself. And I think that if I hadn't done that, I would have never even had the courage and, you know, the, I don't even know the, at the time I still evaluated where I was. So I was able to do the risk and say like, what do I got to lose? You know, yeah. Yeah. If I fall on my face, yeah. I'll get a job. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's. Awesome. And I, I also want to say that when I was, um, when I was doing massage, it was also to help me be able to do my music. Cause that was a big part of why I wasn't a singer songwriter. And I wanted to be able to have clients and then at night do shows right mm-hmm. and have that massage support that dream for this the music when i had gone to mexico and i had been working really diligently on myself i ended up meeting um the the a grammy award winning producer uh, memo heel who worked for sony and epic records in mexico and he produced my first album uh there and it was like a like a full professional production and um and recording, you know, it, it took months and we did like four songs and, um, and that was, I realized, so I had, I started to pursue my music career, which is also another business, you know, but I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Like being a singer songwriter was also a business. Mm-hmm. I was like waiting to be discovered or waiting to be seen, not knowing that I needed the same attention as like owning an actual spa or, you know, your own massage business. It was, I didn't get it then. Like I didn't have that knowledge. Right. I just like was like, oh, it's, it's my art. It's a dream. But if I had gone back with the business sense that I have now, who knows? You know what would have happened? Yeah. But like I said, I, I wasn't ready Yeah. then. Yeah. And now that music, I ended up having, um, I got Lyme disease and uh, I lost my voice for, two, uh, for a year and a half. I had chronic laryngitis. Every time I would speak, I would literally lose my voice. No one knew what it was. And I ended up opening Little Owl Spa uh, because I couldn't sing anymore. Wow. And so, um, and then once Little Owl Spa, you know, uh, started my first space, my small little space on Market Street Poughkeepsie, um, during that time, I I got engaged to get married. I kind of was like, okay, my music career is done. You know, I can't, can't do this. Now what's, you know, now I can put my full energy into the spa. And I, you know, 
uh, got married, my personal trainer was like getting ready like for my wedding, so I wanted to look real good. And I had a personal trainer. It was like my shoulder was bothering me, and I, I couldn't like do the lifts. And he's like, I think you have Lyme disease. And I was like, no. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I think you've got Lyme. He's like, you always have a fever. You're, and, I, and I was like, you know what? And I got tested and I had Lyme disease, which is why I had no voice because the Lyme had actually attacked my larynx. Wow. At that point, my career was already, I had already started the spa mm-hmm. and it already started to take off. And that's why to this day, my music career kind of is, is you know, on, on the back burner yeah. because the little owl has been able to assist more people with my music. So that's how, you know, that whole thing happened. It like, Wow. It's like my illnesses brought my my wellness, which brought my success. It's like just. Yeah. It's all intertwined. All intertwined, you that's, know? That's awesome. I mean, not that you had, you know, I'm just. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, but that's what it was. I mean, I, I haven't had that issue since I was on like major antibiotics and, you know, you know, saw a doctor for help. But that's what it was. I had no idea. Meanwhile, I was like working with, at that point, um, the, um, the executive, no, the producer of Lady Gaga's fame album. Really? And uh, we were working on my, my next album together, but I couldn't get through it. And I like lost the entire thing um, because I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, my voice wasn't strong enough. I couldn't get through the album. So, oh. and that was the end of it. Well, not the end. For that, for this time, you know, for, for that. that time. Yeah. Yeah. But look, look at what you've started since. Oh my God. This you is know, like. Some people would just crawl in a hole and die. You know, yep. they really wouldn't have been like, oh, what, can, what do I do now? A lot of people would just take the easy road, take the depression, you know, and just lay in bed. But it motivated you to go do something different. Yeah, it's interesting because it's so funny. When I was going through um, the music thing, in my, I had uh, become a friend with a music writer um, who loved my music from the Poughkeepsie Journal. And he said to me, you know, what's interesting about you, what makes you special from other singer songs that you just show up. And all you got to do is just show up. And since he said that to me, I just show up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, if it didn't work out, the next thing I just show up to it. It's like opportunity arises, I just show up. I, I try not to think too much about it. Yeah. So that's, that's always, you know, it's always helped me. People have shared like wise things with me along the years. And I'm like, damn, that's so good. And like, <laughs> it's like exactly what I needed to hear. And these things to this day keep me going. And, and and keeps me out of falling into a hole when there are failures because there's failures. There's always right. failures. And yeah. that's it's part of it, right? And you just show up. You just have show to just up. show up. Just show up. Like even with this, when you presented this opportunity, I'm like, yep, I'm in. Yep. I'm just going to show up. Let's show Some up. the day, I'm just going to show up and do it. Let's see. That's And th- like that's just – that's advice that I feel like a lot of people need to hear sometimes. Yeah. Because there's a million reasons why not to do something. Yep. You show up. You, you know, show up. You know how I got started in the freelance game? was I was asked to film a funeral and it was a huge fireman funeral in Yonkers. And I had, I was like, all right. I woke up with a hundred and something fever. I sounded horrible and it was my dad that got me the job. So I was like, I got to show up. I got to show up for my dad. And Oh my God. You see that? Yeah. That's that's like it. Yeah. What you just said, like, and it was horrible. It was people. It was filming a funeral. It was horrible. And you're sick. You're filming a funeral. You hear me on the raw, like coughing, and and my nose is running. And you know, maybe they think I'm crying, which is fine. You know, when they watch it, but you know, you're like, oh no, I felt horrible. But it even took a year for me to get that footage to the person that you know was in charge that who I was trying to get the footage to, and I was working at another company, 
and it wasn't going so good. Uh, another media company, um, and it wasn't going so good. And finally, he's like, hey, meet up. And I gave him the footage, and he had showed it to his buddy, who I, to this day, still freelance for. And still, but that slingshotted me into like yeah, every single day, you. you know? And because I showed up. You showed up? <laughs> yeah. That's so wise. Um, so we talked about expansion and growth. Uh, sales tactics. I feel like sales tactics are, again, I don't, how, what are your sales tactics for massage and skincare? Like, how do I get it out there? How did you, how did you grow it to the size that you've grown it? So I think, um, so many components like this, like so many components to it, but, um, I give a lot of credit to the people that were influential that shared me. Um, one of those people uh, is Stephanie DeSantis. She um, is an eyebrow stylist that an old friend um, introduced me to. And um, she came to the spa and she taught me how to do brows. She's like, you got to change your brow game here. And she was a very known brow stylist. And uh, she started, I think, in Poughkeepsie, but she moved to Greenwich. And she had grown very rapidly in Greenwich because she's very talented. She shared that tool with me and just out of the goodness of her heart, there was, she didn't get paid for it. She just shared it with me. And I took it, I, I was, I was very respectful of that because, you know, when you, when you have a craft that you're like so talented in and you share it with somebody else to do it, that's like the most generous gift, right? It's like, yeah. that's a good, you want to respect that, right? Yeah. So I, I respected it very deeply and, uh, we grew a relationship and, um, my, I, I followed what she said. Like, I was like, yep, you're better than I am and I'm going to learn from you. And her, her, what she, the tools that she gave me, my brow, um, shaping business took off, like took off. And before you know it, I'm doing like 15 brows a day and only one massage. So it, it filled it, in. It, it looked, it, it like took, yeah. And the other way was like, um, I saw, and this is like so funny, I'm talking about this on a podcast, but I saw the market for Brazilian waxes. And uh, <laughs> I saw there wasn't people that really wanted to do that job. And I was like, I'm going to be the best Brazilian waxer. That's what I'm going to do because no one else can do that around here. And so I became, I made it like a very, you know, I, I'd heard clients, it was like, oh, I went to this this um, spa and they just like, you know, we're done in three seconds and it was like the worst experience ever, but it was like, you know, and I was like, no, I want to make it a service. I want to take the Brazilian and make it like a service, you know, take my, you know, I want to build a relationship with a client. I'm going to do that, you know, obviously do the job of, of doing the wax and then I'm going to like, you know, prep their skin. I'm going to like, I'm going to make it a service and that like people started writing reviews that on um, Yelp that I did the best Brazilian waxes and Vassar, Marist, New Paltz, colleges, college girls, my business blew up right there. Wow. So at that time that your business is blowing up, right? Because it'll help us segue into this one was when did you know that it was time to get out of doing it from people's houses and, you know, really say like, okay, I, I have to get an office or I have to get a location. And not only that, at some point, I'm not going to be able to have all these people to myself. I need help. That's a very good question. Where, what year and where did you 
figure that out. That so at, so at the time I was working. At, so when I came back from Mexico, I uh, I was like, you know what? I need to get back into the spa world. I need to like I need to get a, get my feet wet again into the spa world. So I Googled best spa in New York City, and uh, it came up. It was called Townhouse Spa in New York City, and I went right down to Manhattan, and I went, and I was like, I want a job here, and I said, let me let me give you a massage and a facial, and and she said, okay, and she hired me, and I started working at that, that, that space, that place, and it was the worst job I ever had in my life, like the worst management, worst position, worst, just bad, um, and I learned what not to do. That was like, oh, I'm not gonna do that, right? Left there and got a job at Haven in Rhinebeck and had another bad experience there. So when I came back, I stopped doing the traveling business and was just, I just wanted to, to get into the spa world. Okay. To see what that was. Just because I was, I was starting over, I came back with nothing. Mm-hmm. I had like nothing. I was gone for four years. Lost all your clients. Yeah. I, I had nothing. So Miss Bliss business at that point was closed. It was like non existent. So I just wanted to say that because yeah, yeah. it wasn't untraveling anymore. Now I was like in the spa world and every spa you go to, you got to sign a contract that you're not going to take clients. So um, within, like, you can't even open a business within 15 miles radius around it. So at Haven, I had signed that contract because I just needed the job. And I was like, yep, I'll you know do whatever you want. I Of course, I built a clientele again and I was doing like really, really well and uh, just did not like how it was managed. And I, again, was learning what not to do. And I was like, I knew working for someone else, I meant to own. Like, the, and I'm sure you had this too. Like, working for others, you're like, I can do, I know this isn't cool. I got to do my own thing. Like, I was already becoming a leader. It was like too many, what do they say? Too many chefs in the kitchen kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. That was happening. And so I was like, I, I got I to gotta find a place. And that's what ignited my me looking for a location was because I didn't like working with with the people I was working for. Yeah. So, um, and my husband, who has been like my number one supporter in all of this, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that at some point. Um, you know that spousal support. Yeah. He said, you know, there's a space upstairs in my restaurant. You know, it's a. Sm- now, did you know him at this point? Like, he, so you come, you came back. Yeah, but he was my best friend growing up. Okay. So when I moved back from Mexico, I I again had was like very I had was going through depression, like a bout of depression. And I had, um, I had very severe acne. And so, and I had hair loss that I was struggling with at that time. So I like was, again, like physical thing was happening to me. And, uh, and I was so invested in, um, in that technique of self-healing, but I was in, the, in a very dark place, mm-hmm. a dangerously dark place. Um, and when I do like my motivational talks and stuff, I talk about that time because that dark time essentially like brought me all this success now was like having that it was a really it was a learning experience it was a dark time yeah it was a learning experience um i my husband at the time my husband now he was my best friend then um he'd always pick me up from the airport and like take me home and stuff and he was um the funniest person that i know and he would make me laugh like the moment he picked me up make me laugh and that that healed me that like healed joy Right, which is like my my number one philosophy in uh, everything that I do for the spa and like the things I promote is joy because I realized that that's what saved my life is finding joy, and it could be as stupid as you know watching the Office movie or something and, uh, and laughing. You know, it's just joy is yeah. what saved my life, and my husband is 
is my laughter. He's the funniest guy in the world. And so he, he, I, I completely fell in love with him and, uh, and he has, has inspired me. He, he'd be like, you know what? That space upstairs can be so beautiful. It was what Rocco, the, the space you, and I don't think you've gone to the market street. No. Nah. Okay. So you're talking about 300 square foot room, right? That's what I've seen pictures. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it was small. And when I, when I first saw it, it was the most hideous, <laughs> like teal paint from 1970, like carpet that had never been changed since the seventies. Uh, like cigarette stained walls, like you're, you're talking, like it was, and my husband's like, can you, can you just see how beautiful it's going to be? And I'm like, the you don't even know. I'm like, I don't know if this is the right space. He's like, Hiki, just trust me. We'll, we'll do this. We'll make this special. And so he's like, give me what inspired, like what kind of inspiration photos. So I pull up photos I really like. And, and the inspiration time was, I loved, um, I love that vintage rustic look. Um, but I also want to look almost like an apothecary. Like okay. That was like my my like inspiration, you know. Yeah. So we had we built that space. I invested. It was a three hundred square foot space, and we invested twenty five thousand dollars into it. Wow! Really? Twenty five thousand. Wow! Because I was like, "What's going to get people to come in this?" Because now we're in the city of Poughkeepsie on Main Street. All right. Yeah. Now this is going back two thousand two thousand ten. Okay, when I opened. Yeah. Main Street was not the best. No. Nah. Not, Not really. the best, right? Not <laughs> the best. He was pretty bad around that um, time. The psychiatric center just closed down, so all these mentally ill patients were now like roaming the streets instead of Poughkeepsie. So it wasn't the best area. And I was like, the only way we're going to get people into this space is to make it look like they're not where they are. Yep. So that's what I did. I made that space look nothing like City of Poughkeepsie, nothing like the hallways, nothing like outside. I, it, you felt like you were transported. When you got in there, you were transported. And that also helped my business growth. They were like, oh, my God, this like, where the hell are we? Every client that would walk in be like, oh, my God, I did not picture this from coming in. Like, I did not picture this. Like, oh, my God, how did you do, you know? That's So great. that initial investment, I got that money back. I got that money back in the first two years, you know? So, I, I, like, it was a no-brainer for me, you yeah. know? So I Which think- is- which is really, I, I got to say, that's really tough. Like when you're, because you came back, you're restarting a business, but you didn't have full time everything yet. Like you had a couple of clients. So you're like, I need this space, which most people probably would have thrown a massage table into that space. And yeah, no, like, I, I, starting out, no yep. overhead. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, we, my husband and I, I mean, we just invested in it. We invested in the space. We got new flooring, new walls. We soundproofed the walls. You know, we spent time in the lighting, you know, the electric system. I mean, we, we went all out in this little 300-square-foot, tiny little hole in the wall. And it grew rap- rapidly. It, it, it like, because in my music industry, when I was trying that, I was making no money. Yeah. Like, I was bare, like, I was, like, borrowing money from my parents, borrowing money from my boyfriend. Like, I had no money. Mm-hmm. And finally making money, I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, okay, I could do I could do this, you know? So it immediately was was, you know... I was getting the money, so I kept doing it. You know, everything else was starting to like, and I got clients so quick. Like once you once you just opened up. Well, the first one. This is like this is kind of awesome. I want to share my first client in that space was a lawyer because there was a lot of lawyers in the area, and he was eating at my husband's restaurant. And one of the cooks, my husband's friend, said to the guy, "You should go for a massage with my partner's uh, my friend's wife." And he's like, oh, I didn't know there was a massage place upstairs. He's like, I love massage. He became my regular client. And he was like, can you come to my my law firm, bring your massage chair, and massage people will pay you by hour. And that that started it. Wow. That is awesome. I would go with my massage chair. 
I was I, I was like I was in it. You know what I mean? Like I was I wanted to I wanted to stop working in Rhinebeck. Yeah. And so I did whatever I had to do. So I would carry my massage chair, you know, to that building and massage all the lawyers, all the paralegals, all the, you know, receptionists. Oh, they didn't come to your space. You went to them. I went to them. Wow. Yep. And then they started booking the Lao. They started booking their massages. So it started off doing as massage. It's so funny because it's like so morphed. Like massage was my number one service at first. Yeah. Then it turned into waxing, you know? Yeah. And now it's facials. You know, it's like as my career has grown, my so, services. So at this time, when you opened, um, it was 11 Market Street, right? Yep. 11 Market Street. So when you opened 11 Market Street, were you Little Al Spa at that point? I was Little Al Spa Boutique. That was DBA, LLC. DBA. DBA. Yeah. When you first, okay. Yep. What made you choose Little Al Spa? I'm always curious about that. So um, my, I'm really connected with the word wisdom and because it's like healing. And I feel like that's like, I learned that so much when I was in China and uh, with my with my ex, he, he spoke a lot about wisdom and my middle name, Sophia in Greek means wisdom. And when I was little, um, it was spoken to me a lot. The word, they'd be like, oh, you're so wise for your age. You're so wise for your age. And like you were named right because your middle name means wisdom. You know, like I grew up with that and owls signify wisdom. So I was going to name it the the golden owl or the bronze owl. And I, I asked family and friends to all vote on that name. And then the day before I was like making the final decision, I had a dream about my grandmother who had passed. And she said, it's not the bronze owl. It's the little owl. And she said it in Greek. And I woke up and I was like, I'm calling it a little owl spa. And and that's what and that's I feel like I got my I got the blessing from above and that's why I named it Little Owl. That's an awesome origin story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love business names. Now, I what's love... even wilder, Rocco, is that at that time is when owls became really big. Oh, really? Like you go somewhere and you'd see owls. It, it was like owls became like a trend almost. You know, like a, like a, yeah, like yeah. a thing you'd see in TJ Maxx, an owl. You know what I mean? Or on clothes, you'd see an owl. It just all of a sudden owls became big, so people would. We're looking up owls, they'd find it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, wow, that's cool. Like at the same, like the trend met at yeah. the, just the right time. Yeah. So that brought brought a lot of it too. And I just, I, I consider that divine intervention. I really do consider yeah, that divine intervention. You couldn't get better timing than that. It was the perfect timing. Yeah, people think it's like my spirit animal and like, I'm going to like put this out there. Like I get gifts from, like it's not my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> like I actually didn't have a connection with owls. <laughs> but now like everyone's bought me an owl gift yeah so now i do <laughs> like, like there's owls you everywhere like, now you have owls yeah, yeah, every, everyone just buys, like every client every family like friend buys me owl stuff and like honestly my spirit animal is a whale like, I'm like, <laughs> that's sweet though it's sweet that i love like i love the owls now but like that really wasn't what it was that's cool it's kind of funny <laughs> yeah that's good for you to every time somebody I'm brings like, it i'm like oh another owl oh. <laughs> Because it really it was just the word it meant for me. Because you know, owl signifies signifies wisdom. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I love the name. It's you know. little owl. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, some people think at first when I first was like like promoting it to people, they'd be like, "Is that little owl? Like owl?" And I'm like, "No, owl. <laughs> Not the word owl. Who? Who? <laughs> like who? Who? Like the the bird? Like." So now, but now I've 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 kind of become known enough where people don't ask me if it's a little owl anymore. So, um, that's great because I, that you nailed the question about uh, when you knew it was time to invest in your own business. You went and got the spot with your husband, yeah. and 
um, you knew it was really starting to pick up once you got the lawyers and, and everything. Yep. When did it become, <clears throat> sorry, when did it become hard for you to handle yourself? And you said to yourself, I can't do this alone anymore. Yeah. So what happened was the, the waxings, like the Brazilian waxings, like just took over. Okay. Um, and then I wasn't able to do as much massage anymore. So I knew I needed a massage therapist. And one of my old friends, uh, her her cousin uh, was a massage therapist. And she said, you know, uh, why don't you call my cousin and see if she wants to work for you? And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. And so I uh, I hired her and she was good. And so she started building a clientele. Now, I mean, the thing, the thing I, that, that's, that has really, I think, um, separated me from other business owners that do this is that um, I promoted her a lot. I know I gave her a lot of my clients because I wanted, I didn't want anyone to think I was better than any of my employees. Yeah. And I didn't hire any of them if I didn't think they were as good as me. Because I thought if, if we're going to grow as a company, yeah. we're going to all grow together. Because a lot of people ask me, why aren't you charging more for your massage? Why aren't you charging more for your waxes? And like, you know what I mean? Like, like so that people, like you're the master waxer, right. the master massage. And, and, and then your employees can be like a little bit, you can charge them a little bit less. And I completely disagree with that method. It's of, a service. I, I say I'm equally as talented and they're equally as talented. We are the same. And what you're paying them, you're going to pay me. And if I feel like I'm worth more, they're worth more. And that has been essential to growing the success of my team is keeping us on the same. We're on the same. I don't say I'm better than anybody. Yeah, that's great. You know, and it's funny because another um, therapist did that. She charged more for her service and then her team. And she, uh, she closed Created because everyone right? was booking with her anyway. Mm -hmm. No one wanted to book with her team um, because people want to go to the best, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, one like, oh, you know, I'm not good enough for the best. I'm going to go with the, you know, semi-best. You know, it's like you don't create a division in your team. You know, you are the same. Yeah. You know, whatever I'm learning, let's say I learn more, I'm sharing it with them. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it's like we got to learn together. You know, I, I, I put it out. I don't, I don't hold it for myself, you know. So yeah. that this way, like, they can all grow because their growth is my growth. We're the same. We're one unit. So now that was what two thousand and you know I, I got I love my dates, I got my first uh, <laughs> I got my first no I was, I'm really glad you're saying that because I, I I do often forget to look at the time the timeline it's just so interesting um, I I think I started I got my first employee Michelle um, I think maybe five four years ago four years ago okay so what what year what year is that that's like twenty. 15? Yeah. Like that? About, yeah, 2015. So I was doing it on my own for, for three or four years before I, I branched out. Okay. That's not, yeah, that's probably pretty much around me too. Yeah, three or four years. I did it on my own. And I mean, the first year, the first year of business, I had like a loss. You know, I didn't, I wasn't like, I, you know what I mean? I wasn't like booked out. I mean, I was like just scraping by. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it wasn't like the best year, my first year. No, you started business, with overhead. You, know? you had a loan. Yeah, I mean, I, had, I, <laughs> I, I was like, I had credit card debt. I was like, I didn't make a dime, but mm -hmm. kept going. And I and uh, you got lucky because the first person you hired still worked out for you. So I mean, when I opened the business, my goal, 
like in 2010, my goal was to was to get 10 clients a week. <laughs> it's a big goal. <laughs> 10 clients I'm a like, week? If I get 10 clients a week, I'll make the rent. You know, I was like, I'll make the rent. Yeah. 10 clients a week. Now we are serving like literally over 90 clients a week. Wow. <laughs> How long did it take you to get those 10 clients a week? I'm like, um, this is going to sound so silly, but I think about like a year and a half. That's not, mm, that's not bad. Yeah. But then once Yelp blew up, because I have like 40 five-star reviews on Yelp. I don't have anything less than five stars. So wow, I, that's good. That, nice. That that uh, Yelp like was a game changer because people that were moving in, like going to college, they would look up like Waxer on yeah. Yelp, and that would bring the them right in. Yeah, you hit that young generation. Right yeah, away. I got yeah with the, and that I was like, you know, that was a, that was a good business move for me doing the Brazilian, yeah. like seeing that market. Yeah, that was like my first like wise entrepreneur moment. Like I gotta tap into that, you know, because you can go massage. You can, you know, what I'm trying to say. But like, if I get really good at waxing, yeah. See, and it's funny, Jen and I, we were going, we were walking yesterday, and I'm telling her, I'm like, oh, I want to, I'm gonna do the event thing, and I'm hitting it, and she's like, you know, don't you think you should just concentrate on one thing? And I'm like, she's like, just offer the video production. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I can't fill the every day, or I can't. I mean, it's not that I can't. But I feel that the more services you offer, the more time, the more things you could do, the more clients you can help, the more, you know, like, I don't I mean, want to just it's in the same genre. It's in the same genre. So it's not really, it's not like you're, it's not like you're doing that and then you're also uh, trying to become a professional softball yeah. player. <laughs> that's you true. know, that's, that's a thing. It's like, it's like, you're just adding it to your menu. Yeah. It's not really like a difference of your profession. And I also realized about myself, I'm addicted to learning new things, like yeah. addicted to it. When I start to, when I decide, I'm like, oh, the second that I want to become an audio engineer, I'm in it. I'm watching so many YouTube channels. I saw, I've self taught myself a lot of things. Like I, I'll give credit to, uh, you know, Dave at Moving Pictures for giving me the everyday and letting me, you know, learn myself and teach me some of the editing and shooting styles and stuff. But he gave me, what he gave me more was the opportunity to do it every day. Yeah. Which one, most companies, nobody gave me that opportunity. It was like, hey, I'll call you when I have work. He was able to fill me with the every day and that I'll always you know, I, thank him for. Every, and, and so I love that you just brought that up because I think one of the other thing that attributes to success is when you really respect your teachers and your mentors like when you really sit back and you're like, I couldn't have been here without that person. And you give credit because mm -hmm. it opens up that channel of receiving more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I will, I mean, me and my ex-boyfriend, we didn't work out on a romantic or a future level, but I will always give him the credit because I adopted many of my, many of my views and my philosophies of what he, he, you know, he shared from the very beginning, which was way before I knew him. Yeah. And and I will never forget that. You know, no matter how, you know, how how that ended, he he was my my teacher. He was my mentor in many many regards. And like I said Stephanie DeSantis, you know? I mean, she she helped me with my 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 brow service big time. I mean, big time. I mean, she to this day, she like really promotes me and she has a huge uh following. She's brought in. So it's these 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 it's it's people. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's connecting with people, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's not just like what you're claiming yourself. You know, it's not just about, I'm the best and I'm, you know, it's not about that. Yeah. It's not about the recognition you give yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the recognition you give others that stand, makes you stand out. For, I feel like it's just, yeah, it's it's definitely important to know how you got there. And, and to say, it, you know, I, I mean, there's probably other people that I've learned stuff from. One of the things was uh, Andrew Kramer. I learned when I was at Home Depot and I started doing stuff. Uh, me and my friend Paul, we were both working at Home Depot, started making our own films. We would watch Andrew Kramer tutorials and download his project files and build the same things that he was building. And then I was able to use them for demo reels. Like I used the stuff that he, you know, I changed the colors a little bit here and there, but I was able to use the stuff that I learned from him and I got a job with it. And it was a couple years later, Paul and I attended his uh, seminar and afterwards he was taking pictures with everybody and uh, he's outside just talking and Paul and I went right up to him and we were both like, dude, if it wasn't for you, we would both be working at Home Depot still. And just want to thank you for release. And he's like, yeah, man, you got to spread it out. Like you just, he's like, I'm so happy. I know people have asked me like, aren't you like, cause on social media, I'll like put out skincare tips and people will start, you know, repeating what I'm saying and claiming it as their own. Mm -hmm. And people are like, aren't you scared that people are going to take your stuff? And I'm like, you know what? What's the point if you can't, if you're not, if I sat alone with this information, if I sat in my room with it, what, where's that, where's it going to go? Yeah. Where's it going to go? Yeah. You know, I'll have great skin. Great. And nobody can do it. I mean, it's no, you have to share it. You want, you know, you have to share. You have to share. And there's going to be people that take, there's going to be people that, you know, that, that take your ideas and, and claim them as your own or whatever it is. But I mean, okay, good for them, you know, but you just kept, keep, keep going forward. You know, it's, it's, uh, I guess like, what do they say? Um, copying is the best form of flatter, flattery. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like, you know what? It's all good. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't have to associate with those people, but I mean. And it's nothing, it's honestly, it's nothing that anybody can't learn on their own. I mean, you could easily, it's, it's really, you could sit there and take somebody's stuff but you know what makes you you is the amount of time that you put into your own stuff. Yeah. You know, and nobody can take, nobody no, can life. do it's the same. It's actually your life. Like yeah. what, you know, like. Like when you said you learned what not to do, right? I used to say that too and everything. And then what I realized was it wasn't what, I, I wasn't learning what not to do. I was learning about what I didn't want to do. You know, like I didn't want to do it that That's way. That's a very good point. So it, it's not that, it, you That's know, hey, true. look, it works some for some people. It doesn't, you know. That that particular thing or the way that you do things particularly weren't don't work for me. So yeah. I knew that I was like, well, I don't want to do something if it's not really working for me. You know, everybody has their own styles, their own way of doing things. So except for those people that take, you know, yeah. they don't have any kind of style except, you know, the, what they know how to do is take from others. Yeah. That's their style. Yeah. And that's their own thing. I mean, it's and the, the, I think the thing is that I'm not going to be afraid I'm not going to be afraid of anything. Nah. I'm just going to show up, you know, yeah. just keep going. So that's what, yeah. Um, so that uh, great. Another segue into your marketing, because I actually love your marketing and really? I love, um, yeah. I mean, we did a video together, so I really love your marketing. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> uh, I, I think that your marketing and just the way that you view it is really good. And I think that a lot of people can benefit from your, because you're also 
Um, I feel like, and not that I've met a lot of other people, but I feel like when I had asked you that question about Instagram and what is social media done for you, you gave me the exact opposite answer that anybody has ever really given me, which is I get a lot of work from it. Yeah, <laughs> so, a lot, a lot. Um, so can you? Yeah. So, um, I think I've been, I've, I, I guess I, it's funny cause I actually never really gave it thought as marketing. You know what I'm trying to say? It never was an actual plan I wrote down. Mm-hmm. It happened just very naturally and organic. Like, like I would see the responses and I'd be like, oh, okay, that worked. Like, you know, it was like, okay, that, that was kind of cool. Like the little Alice Spa, well, I've, I have a few accounts, but the two I'll talk about today is the little Alice Spa account and the My Skin Is account, um, which is Kiki My Skin Is and it's my skincare tip account. So like, for example, uh, every time I go to work, I use an inspirational deck of cards to give me the inspiration of that day, right? And I used to do that at my small, my small space on Market Street. I would just like pull a card and let's say it would be um, love, the card of love. And I would put it down. I put, I would kind of, I would pray, you know, and I'd be like, thank you for this day. You know, um, I would connect with God and, and say, um, today my intention is to love, you know, or I, I don't know. I just would connect with that. Right. And I'd put the crystals around it and just be mindful for a few minutes. And I started taking pictures of it and, uh, and, you know, putting it out. And I got amazing feedback. I like, love that post, you know, like that card really hit home to me. And what I, what I also was finding that was the clients that were coming in needed to hear that exact message that day. And so I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. Like this is kind of growing. And now, you know, I'm doing it regularly. Like I'm putting out a card, you know, I have a kind of a system or a schedule to right. it. So what I would do is um, I would go into work and, you know, take a shot of it. Now my employees are doing it. Because they, they started to like it too. Now they're posting it on their feed. So like it kind of created that ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And um, and that got more and more feedback and more and more followers. And now people in the area, and like also the hash, so I started hashtagging like Poughkeepsie Day Spa or Poughkeepsie Spa and whatever. Now I'm getting people that live on Hooker Avenue, right? Messaging me. <laughs> like, un, 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 like, okay, how do I get a gift card for my friend? Like just, you know, so like yeah. it started growing that way. Little Alice Spa. I still started realizing that like I had to promote my team, right? And the best forum for like people getting to know you because massage and like body work, skincare, it's like intimate, like waxing, you know, Brazilian waxing is intimate, you know? I've never had it, so yeah. I don't know. But well, We don't do male <laughs> Brazilian wax. We get those calls too, but we don't do that. Um, but it's intimate, right? I mean, massage, facials and waxing or body waxing, you don't got clothes on. It's intimate. You have to trust that person with your whole being and be in that space with them, right? So I I want people to get comfortable with us. So my goal was, okay, let me make people know us, like know really who we are. So I immediately uh, started to advertise, like not advertise, I shouldn't say advertise, but promote like each each employee, who they are. You know, I interview them and say like, you know, what do you love about it? It's like talk about why you're in this field, like let them know your heart. So you like to hire passionate people, mm-hmm. yeah. I've like, I mean, I get I get applications all the time, and I haven't. I'm like, nope, nope. If I don't feel like they, they have love in their heart, yeah, it's not gonna work. Not yeah. gonna fly. It's like a certain thing, you know. It's got. I gotta feel it. But that that started like that's my strategy is to really like show them who we are. Not about promoting a service or something. It's not right. about that. Yeah. It's not like an. You know, it's not like come in for our. No, you'll feel it. 
It's got to be a feeling. Yeah. So that's done it. Now for my skincare page, which that's what brings most of my clients in, is my skincare. Remember you asked me and I said, yeah. well, 95% of the clients that I get, my new clients are from Instagram, um, which is like crazy, right? Like when you yeah, think about I'm, it. I'm blown away by those numbers. Like I have people coming in from like New Jersey, Connecticut, uh, like people driving like two hours. I have someone coming from North Carolina who's driving up. Um, and I'm just like blown away by it. Like I like this is wild. Like I, you know, did not think yeah. that was going to happen when I started doing this skincare page. But what I do realize is that people are suffering from the same thing. And that is self image. You know what people their face, their skin issues. And so that market is huge because mm-hmm. everyone is suffering. Right. Like mm-hmm. people, you know, we don't they don't they're 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 self they're very self-conscious so when uh so beauty field the skincare field kind of blew up because people are very you know looking at themselves a lot right so uh i kind of it just blew up that way you know by being hitting that market of skincare and now it's i've been able to help people and they're telling friends and they're telling family you got to go see this girl or they'll tag their friend who lives locally like oh my god you know that spa's here yeah. you can reach her yeah and so it's just which is nuts because that that kind of outreach cost would have cost you so much money oh in even just the early 2000s. I mean, you uh, could have done Yelp, you could Yelp calls me every day. Google calls me every day. Like, you know, pay, and I'm like, I'm not paying you a dime because I'm reaching uh, my I'm reaching people on a, on a you know, it's amazing Instagram isn't calling you, right? Yeah. Like I mean, I'm like I don't need to do it. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to spend the money on it. I I I I have it under control right now. Now it's it's work. Yeah. It's work. Oh, yeah. You know? What I'm trying to do, though, what, um, and speaking with you the other day, you know, you always inspire me. You, you give me tips and stuff like that. What I'm trying to do is not get stuck in the, in the rolling of the, of the feed, you know? The scrolling, going, yeah. I, I can't, I mean, you get stuck in it. Yep. You know? Because that, that creates, that starts bringing your attention outwards. And so when you bring your attention outwards, your energy's going out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I learned that um, with the system, the, the Chinese system, is like, Chi, your energy follows your mind, right? So if you're looking outwards at other people, all your energy, you're just, you're losing it, right? Yeah. And it creates like this weird jealousy, envy. Like it it creates these ugly things because we're just out. We're like looking at them and we're, you know, comparing and. You lose that. um, Because again, you follow these people because you like them. And you're not getting it. You're not really getting any. You're not, like they're not inspiring you to do anything. They're not getting you to do anything different. Yeah. You're just like in it, right? Yeah. But then when you put your attention inwards, right? And you focus on like, well, what can I do to help someone else? What can I, so I stopped looking at really everyone. And just just put out what I what I needed for myself. Like And what did you find when you started doing more of that? Well, I did I started the 100-day challenge, yeah. right? And I learned that from another Instagrammer, so that was inspiring. Um this artist that I follow uh, her name is Amanda Oleander. She's an animation an illustration artist, and I I find her work to be spectacular. And she does she did a hundred day challenge, she did a drawing every day for hundred days, and I started to like, I looked forward to that drawing. It was so her her drawings were beautiful, they were human, like very human mm-hmm. and intimate, you know. And um, I was like, when it came over, it was like a hundred day of hundred like a hundred out of a hundred. She's like, this is my last drawing. I was like, oh man. Like, I want to miss that, you know? <laughs> and I was like, I bet you I could do that 100-day challenge, and I bet you people would look forward to hearing some kind of tip. If they could do a simple tip at home, you know, one-minute video, you know, nothing yeah. nothing crazy, quick, you know, 
Um, cause I give tips all the time to clients. I'm like, no, no, don't use cold water. You know, that's like the worst thing. Don't use hot water, you know, simple tips. Right. Yeah. And it just, it did really well. I mean, I think it got me like 300, 400 followers so far. I mean, I, I don't I think even more than that. Wow. And you it's know? just cause you're constantly giving out At, tips. Do the tip. I'm on day 58. Wow. No, day 59. I'm on day 59. So I've missed a few days from like getting a cold and stuff like that or Mother's Day. I, I didn't, on holidays when I want to be with my family, I didn't yeah. do it, you know. You have to disconnect. Yeah, I just wanted to have, you know, time off from that, but. Um, on that, I'm going to segue right into work-life balance. This is something that mm. being an entrepreneur, yeah. my work is my life. I take oh my calls. God. I was just so I take calls. I was shoveling. I'm spreading dirt, fixing my house, and so and all of a sudden I'm in a text message about doing graphics for a music video, and I have to stop. I'm I'm literally holding the shovel. My wife Jen's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I, I don't know. I'm in this text group text right now." And I'm you know she's like, "It's Sunday morning. Don't answer it." And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm answering it. I don't know." And I have yet to figure out that work life balance. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm getting better and, you know, even when I'm walking the dogs, I'm not on my phone. I'm like looking out and I'm walking around and I'm trying to start more appreciating what's around me and trying to take myself out of that game. You know, like it, it's it's really tough. To oh, my do God. It. It's like <laughs> it hits home. It hits home to me what you're saying right now so deeply <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I'm and I'm going to say I'm a workaholic. You know, mm-hmm. so I um, I miss out on a lot of family things and I struggle as a mom. You know, I have three kids and a husband and I struggle to I you know, have mom guilt a lot. And, you know, there's certain times that I don't have to be there, but there's always some. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the business will take whatever you give it is always something to do. Like yeah. I'm there. I'm done at night, nine o'clock at night. I finished my last client. But I'm like, oh, my God, I need I need to sweep this floor right now. Oh, my God. OK, I sweep the floor now. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to I got to let me just windex that glass real quick or oh, my God, you know, what? that would look really great. And I'm now I'm there until 11 o'clock. Yeah. Miss bedtime. Yeah. Miss story time. Right. Miss dinner. And I get home and I'm like, done. <laughs> like, I'm like, done. like, don't talk to me. You know, I'm like, I'm so on at work. I'm there all day. And then I get home and I'm, I'm off. You know, mm-hmm. I just I need yeah. to veg out. And so I struggle with that myself big time. I have to say what has really, really helped me like so much is I have a calendar. Like yeah. if I didn't have a calendar, um, I got like, books. I got like a, yeah, like a, one of these planners and it might sound cheesy, but I literally write like, no, today is going to be this day. I'm only going to do this much time. Like if I write that down, cause I'm like, I'm like, I will stick to a rule. I give myself, I'm good at that. Yeah, and I'll I'll follow it. You know, I'll do it. That's but good. if I don't write that shit down, I won't. Like, so I think for me, it's like having a schedule. Well, you know what I always get to um, is you have your own you have your own business. You can make your own schedule. No, I can't. No, no I would that, love that, to. That doesn't exist. <laughs> I would love to make my like, own schedule. What? Like, <laughs> I you know I I have so many. So many friends have said to me this exact phrase, your boss is such a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, and you know what she is. And because if I'm not there, I'm not there. It's missing something that, that, 
business, the energy, the my staff is missing something, you mm-hmm. know, the, the people are missing something. And I don't mean physically there. Like when I'm not even there, let's say I'm home, right? And the spa's running. I'm I'm checking in. <laughs> I'm on my phone with them. How's it going? Te- clients are still texting me. Employees are texting me. I'm still there. Yeah. I'm like I might have. I'm still there. I'm my my mind. My thoughts are in that building. Mm-hmm. So I'm there all the time. <laughs> I, I wake up and I'm like the first thing I do. And everyone's like. You know, don't have your phone next to your bed. Oh, I know. I got my phone next to my bed in the morning. First thing I'm checking out is making sure everyone's going in today. I'm making sure everyone's on. I got to, like, everyone's good? We got a client at 830. Everyone's in? Like, are we good? Yeah. You know, I'm checking the receptions. So you're going to, you know, like. Yeah. You always got to be on top of something. I'm responsible. Yeah. And I care. So, I like, the clients that come into my door, like, I care about these people so much. I am so grateful to these people. They are my bread and my butter, and I will never forget. I, they, I treasure them, right? Yeah. I cannot leave them in someone's hands without knowing, without me knowing that I'm taking the best care of these people. I mean, yeah, yeah. I know. So my, they're like my family. They're they're, they're as lucky. important to me as my kids. You're lucky to have clients like that. You know, like a lot of times, you know, we'll come across clients, and I'll we're giving them away to each other sometimes. <laughs> It's because you're like, I don't want this guy. This guy's too much, or this no, person, I, this company's too much. We don't want him. Here you go. I've um, been so, the, the the. That's why a lot of it is. I I is divine. Like I really feel like it's divine blessing. I know. Like I don't want to get spiritual or religious, but no. I really firmly believe that a lot of the things that have happened for the growth of the business were really blessings that were given to me, and I I acknowledge them and I appreciate them and I like every employee of mine is like. Where do you get clients like this? Like, how do you get clients like this? I'm yeah. like, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 it's amazing. Well, and especially I think like with what Instagram is doing with people, it's given them they can look into the little spot without ever even being there. You know, like they could okay. see everything that you're about, everything that the business is about, the beauty. Literally, people will tag you. I had such a great day. Oh, Kiki did this, or Michelle did great you know massage so people are are now and like and it's going to change i feel like it's going to change the way the businesses are you know um a lot of businesses now you can look into them and see what they're about before you know you can look at yelp reviews all you want somebody might have had a bad experience i mean difference when you're looking and you see somebody's face and they're like oh my god my skin is so clear and like you see the reaction in there, you know, all that stuff from whoever you're going to go drive 12 hours to that place. Cause you're like, nobody around here can do that. I've gone to all the ones here, but every reaction that I see on these people's faces is it's, it's legit. So I'm going to drive 12 hours to go to that place. And is people, people can, people can spot the real deal. Yeah. I believe, I believe it. And it's about being as, as human and as flawed if, if, if showing who you are, you mm-hmm. know, don't, don't put on a show nah. because, you know, be real, be real. And people are more attracted to that than, you know, the filters and the, you know, they want real. They yeah. want to see who you are, Yeah, you know, everything about you, you know, and I try to put out as much, as much, you know, realness as I can, you know, like, I mean, I'll, I'll, like, there's one, there's one clip that I did where, uh, I tried a retinol, you know, like my or retin A. My doctor told me to try a retin A, and I got a huge zit. 
And I could have been like, oh my God, I don't want anyone to see it. You know, I'm promote, you know, perfect skin. And I, no, no, I want to talk about what the hell just happened, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's talk about this right now and how I'm going to treat it. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, put a filter, you know, no, I was like, this is, I guess got this weird reaction. Like, you know, and people were like, oh my God, I think I just wrote that because, you know, I, I what do you think about right now is I had the same reaction, you know, and it opened that conversation. Yeah. Now, if I put like a, you know, cover up on that, what was that going to do? Nothing. So, I mean, I feel like the the realer you are, the more honest you are. Because it's, a, yeah, that's the real, that's really what happens. You attract real people. Yeah. And that's probably why your client base is who they are. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, you're, you're attracted to real people. You know, for us, it's, I, I, I've been a hundred percent referral based. Oh, um, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't even know. That's amazing. I mean, I told um, everyone about you, so I can understand that. But that's amazing. Hundred. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm 100. percent Nobody. I think one guy. Uh, I've actually been operating without a website for two years because I've wanted it to be. I've been rebranding, and I've wanted it to be. I mean, we sat and talked about all the th- services I want to offer and all the things that I want to do. So I think it's it's delayed me in figuring out, you know, getting it out there and it being perfect. Uh huh. But it's not perfect. Uh huh. But I've still been able to work and manage for two years on a website. So that's amazing. I mean, because what, what I did find was more people that, you know, somebody would recommend my name and then they'd be like, well, let me look this guy up. Oh my God, he doesn't even have a website. There's a phone number. So then I get a call and they'd be, or an email because there was an email address on there. And I get an email and saying, so-and-so recommended you, but I don't see any of your work. Can you, yeah, sure. I'll send you links all day long. Here you go. Here's my work. But it was the conversation because I'm more like, oh, well, what are you looking to do? And once the conversation got going, then they were like, you're the guy I want to work with. And they're like, I, I think you'll, you'll do great. So usually, you know, when somebody recommends me, I usually end up getting the vid- you know, getting the job. Because and then they end up recommending me after the job, you know. So yeah, it, it, it's hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it's about the work. Yeah, it's like about the work you're giving. Well, it's the feeling, you know. Like you said, when you feel when somebody cares, when somebody's, um, you know, some people when uh, they ask me, you know, about training and stuff like that, they're, you know, I've, I've trained them. But what, one of the things I said to them, I was like, be prepared to eat money. You know, be prepared to eat a little bit of money because these people are going to say about the experience with you. So, yeah, you got to eat a little bit of money. You know, if you could do something, but, you know, it wasn't in their budget, but it's going to look awesome for the video. Eat the money. Do it. Yeah, I think a year my donation, like, well, I call it donation. So I put like the start of the year, I put 10 gift cards in my wallet or free massages, right? Mm -hmm. In my purse. And uh, it could be a 30-minute or six, whatever, a 30-minute treatment, or it's basically 65 to a $95 value on the gift card. And uh, I'll be at the grocery store, and I'll see a woman struggling. Maybe she's got four kids. Maybe she's having a hard time paying her bills. And I'll be like, come for a massage. Tell me. So I have that budget from the very beginning. And uh, that has brought me so much, first off, just, you know, we're here to help each other, right? Like, that's like, in essence, why we're on this earth. Like, that's why we are here. I have a tool that will make someone feel great. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I can give that, right? Yeah. So, 
I get it. <laughs> like I, I, I give it. And you know what? There was I have to tell this story really quick. Let's I know I'm probably running out of time, but there was this woman that uh, she she worked at Stop and Shop, and uh, she I saw her struggling. You know, she was just struggling, and I I was like, I want to treat you. I want to treat you to a to a, you know a facial. And she was like, Well, I can't afford it. I'm like, No, no, I'm giving it to you. Like I want you to come in. And she's like, I don't understand. I'm like, I just just come in. This is when I was at Market Street. So she did, and. Uh, she was like, I can't tell you like what that meant for me. She ended up, she was really a bank teller for many years and she got laid off. They hired mm. someone younger than her and they, they were able to pay less and she worked there for 30 years, right? So now she's working at a salmon shop and she's making like too much to get government help. Yeah. But too little but to get anything little. else, right? Yeah. And she was like, this is like the most like, she's like, you don't understand what you did for me. She ended up saving some money having her daughter come in, right? When she was 15. This is like the most amazing story. It's like, it make me emotional. Her daughter started coming because she had acne, and she couldn't afford really the treatment. So most of the time, I wouldn't charge them. Just be like, just come in, don't worry about it. Or I would charge them half, you know, whatever it was. Like she, she I didn't want her to feel insulted either that I didn't think she could pay for it. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. people want to give that and receive it. So I, I would receive some money. When the daughter got older, she got a job and started like paying for her mother to get the facials. Wow. And. I, she would be like, I want to get my mom. So I was like, well, no. At first I would say, like, give us, give your mom, when she graduated uh, high school, I was like, give your mom this gift card. And tell her it's from you, but you don't have to pay me for it. But I want you to give this to your mom as a thank you for what she's done for you. She worked really hard. She's like, oh, my God, that's, like, amazing. In the end, her mom, she, she started, like, paying for her mom's facials, and she would not let me not charge her. Wow. She wouldn't let me. So That's like awesome. that was full. That was over six years. That wasn't a loss. I I got it back. I have regular clients. She's told her friends. Her mom comes. I mean, they've ended up starting to make more money. I mean, there's never a loss when you give. Yeah. It's like it comes around. I, I, it doesn't matter how many years later. You can't time it, but it does. You know. Yeah. So that's, that's some, part of my technique too. Is I, I part of my marketing is to just give out free services. When you say eat your money, you know, it's it's yeah. you have to give it out, suffer free sometimes. Thank you for chatting with me today. No, oh, thank you so uh, much for having me. It was great. And so I, great. Everybody tune into the next episode when we talk to another business owner. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Get Your Own Podcast.